Hello and welcome to Kiwi Rider Podcast. My name is Ray Heron. Great to have you along in this episode, one of few left for the year. But if this is the first episode of ours you've listened to, please do go back into the back catalogue and listen to all the other ones because there's so much Kiwi motorcycling goodness for you absolutely free on whatever platform you're on. If I could ask one more favour, especially if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. Let us know what you think of this podcast. It helps other people find it. It also helps us do a better job for you. What have we got this episode? Right, well, we've got some new kit, uh, a new helmet, a new comms system. And uh, a little while ago, I did a video on YouTube, how to connect your Cardo on your helmet to your GoPro Hero 12. The brand new GoPro Hero 12 has the ability to Bluetooth connect to your Cardo and use that as a microphone. That's really, really cool. However, the guys over at Senna, they got hold of me and said, yeah, yeah, that's great, you used a Cardo system, yep, it works. We do a thing called a mesh port red, and we'd like to send you one and see what you think. So I said, sure, why not, send me your mesh port red. They sent me the mesh port red and a dual set of Senna 50S units. Now, we've uh, talked about the 50S on the podcast before. In fact, Matthew Day Gillett had the 50S on his helmet, and I had the 50R. And uh, I thought, well, if I'm going to do this, I might as well get a new helmet. My um, old HJC i70 has just hit its five-year mark. So I thought, we'll get a new road helmet, and, uh, and, and we'll do the whole setup and see how it goes. And that's what I did. So I've got an LS2 Vector 2 helmet. Let's start by talking about the Vector 2. I got it in white. It's about $260 in white. Uh, It can go up to about $300 depending on what design you get. But I I didn't get white because it's the cheapest. I just got white because every other helmet I've got has got a design on it and I wanted to see what it was like to have a white helmet. Uh, The LS2 Vector 2 comes with pin lock, which in my opinion is the only way to stop your visor fogging up. It's the only reliable way. Um, And if you've got a couple of different visors, you know, like maybe you've got a clear visor and a tinted visor, get a couple of pin locks. That way you're not taking it off one visor to put it on the other. Um, But the LS2 Vector 2, it's uh, ECE 22.06 standard. And interesting thing about the LS2 Vector 2, now usually a helmet manufacturer will create two or maybe three shell sizes and then they'll put different amounts of foam in each one to make you extra small, small, medium, large, extra large, 2XL, 3XL, whatever. LS2 for the Vector 2 make six shell sizes. I know, it's pretty incredible. So they've got two extra small, one extra small, small, medium, large, XL, 2XL, 3XL, and 4XL. Now, the 2XS and the XS use one shell. They've got a shell for the small, a shell for the medium, and a small for the large. And then they've got a shell for the extra large and the 2XL, and then a shell for the 3XL and the 4XL. So they've got a lot of different shell sizes, which means that you're not compromising on the overall size and just putting more foam in there to fill the space. Do you get me? It's a, it's a safer way of building helmets. Um, so this uh, LS2 Vector 2, it has two uh, brow vents, which are closable. It has two exhaust vents on the back. It has two front vents on the chin bar, one that directs ear in and up onto the screen and the other one that directs ear straight back onto your face, which is is quite good. Lots of different vents. 
It's got cutouts in the EPS foam for your comm speakers. The outer shell of uh, LS2s is uh, composite fiber. It's essentially fiberglass um, with a little bit of plastic in there as well. And the overall weight of the helmet is about 1,550 grams. Not the lightest helmet, but as far as road helmets go, it's pretty It's pretty good. It's not, not super light, uh, not super heavy either. Uh, the foam and um, padding is removable, as you would expect. There's a big chin curtain, and I find the um, neck rolls down the side that you have to squish your ears past to get the helmet on, they actually come in under your ears and under your jawline quite a bit, so it's very insulated. Uh, there's also cutouts and provisions for people who wear glasses inside that helmet as well, and a drop-down sun visor. So the LS2 Vector 2 helmet's actually a very comfortable, very warm helmet. I think it's um, best as a spring, winter, and autumn helmet. I You'd want a decent bit of airflow to wear it during summer. But I rode it in the rain the other day and uh, kept the rain out, which was quite good. So... On the helmet, I have installed the Senna uh, 50S unit. And comparing the Senna 50S with the Cardo equivalent, the biggest downside I find to the Senna units, uh, apart from the fact that they aren't waterproof rated at all, uh, Senna just don't mention waterproofing. And of course, if you get water in it and it dies, it won't, uh, won't be covered, unlike Cardo. That's the biggest difference. Um, the other downside is that the mounting system, so you have a cradle that's attached to the helmet with wires going through to your microphone and your speakers, and then you put the unit on the cradle. Um, it's a bigger unit and a much bigger cradle, and the clamp mount wouldn't work with the LS2 Vector 2. I had to use a sticky mount. The cradle itself has the big chung, bulbous chungus bit at the bottom. Um, it's kind of hard to, to, to talk about on a, uh, an, a non-visual medium such as a podcast, but it just, it's just not as refined as, say, the, um, the Pactalk Edge or Neo or Custom from Cardo. Uh, so yeah, not, not as not as enamoured with that. However, the unit itself, Bluetooth mesh communication. You've got open mesh. You've got private mesh, which is where you pair it. The open mesh system is actually kind of cool. Kind of like it. Um, you turn mesh on and you put it on any one of nine channels. So one to nine. And anyone on that channel within range, you can talk to. You don't have to do the pairing dance, which is quite cool. Um, so this open mesh system is where you would use the mesh port red. So the mesh port red, it's like a, it's actually a very similar size to a pack torque edge, the mesh port red, although it has a uh, an antenna on it. It has Bluetooth, so you pair the Bluetooth to, and in this case I'm going to talk about the GoPro Hero 12, pair the mesh port red via Bluetooth to GoPro Hero 12, and then it automatically goes on one of the open mesh channels. So you pick channel one, you make sure your Senna 50S in this case is on channel one, and it ports all the audio on that channel straight through to the GoPro. Very good, reasonable quality as well. Not the best crystal clear, clear studio quality, but pretty good. So that was the system for the uh, Meshport Red um, settings in the uh, Center Fifty S. You've got uh, FM radio, Bluetooth, make phone calls, uh, virtual assistant, all that sort of jazz. Um, it does what it says on the box. I find it a little bit trickier to use with button configurations or button combinations to make it work without the app. That said, 
the app, I think, is better than Cardo's app. It's friendlier to use. It's easier. Um, so less, less customization and less settings, but easier to navigate and to use via the app. Um, so that's pretty much the setup with the LS2 Vector 2, the Senna 50S, and the Senna Mesh Port Red. Look out for a video on the Moto NZ YouTube channel where we're going to get a bunch of people together on the same mesh communication channel and we're going to try this out, recording audio directly to the video on the GoPro Hero 12. But thank you very much, Senna, for coming to the party and, and um, sending me the gear and uh, no money changed hands. They just sent it to me and said, try it out and let people know what you think. And I said, thank you very much. And that's what I'm doing. Now, Cardo can connect to Senna. So you've got your Senna Mesh World and you've got your Cardo DMC2 World. DMC is just mesh. So they've got their own mesh worlds, but the meshes don't talk to each other, right? So if you've got a group of, say, five riders on Senna's and five riders on Cardo's, ten riders in total, they can't talk to each other. But what you can do is get one uh, Cardo user and one Senna user together and connect them via Bluetooth and then bridge that communication. So everyone on the Cardo mesh world can talk to everyone on the Senna mesh world. The downside is those two riders who are paired, who are the bridge, have to stay within about 90 metres of each other. Not the end of the world. But that is how that works. Um, the Cardo, once connected, if they do drop out, the Cardo will continue to re try and reconnect for about five minutes and then it will give up. But um, it's cool. It's cool that Cardo at least are making strides towards bridging the gap between the Cardo and the Senna world. Um, side by side, if I had to pick one, I would probably still go Cardo because, and the big thing for me here is the waterproofing. Cardo claim waterproof on their units, which means if the units are damaged due to water ingress, they will replace them straight out. Senna don't claim waterproofing and ignore you if you ask about it. They don't want to know about waterproofing. So for that reason alone, I would go Cardo. Um, comparing the 50S unit that I've got here with the Cardos, the mounting system is better on the Cardo. It's smaller. It doesn't stick out from the helmet as much. It's not as bulky. And there are a lot more options to mount it to the helmet. That said, I say more options. You've got, in both cases, Senna and Cardo, you've got a sticky mount and a clamp mount. Um, but it's just easier to put the Cardo unit on the helmet because it's smaller than putting the 50S on the helmet. Uh, it's a bit of a compromise in my experience using the LS2 Vector 2 helmet. Once you've got them though, they both work. They both work pretty much the same. They both do everything that they say on the box. They both claim about a kilometre and a half of range via mesh and they both don't do that. Probably about 900 to 1,000 metres is the best you can expect for, especially line of sight. And uh, the question that you've got to answer before you buy either is what do your friends ride with and do you need all the bells and whistles? If you decide that you need all the bells and whistles, and I'm one of those guys, I want everything I can possibly get, uh, then what do your friends ride with? If all your friends are Senna, then you're just going to have headaches if you go Cardo. Even though I think, personally, Cardo is the best choice. If it was you and all your friends coming to me asking me for asking for advice, I would say all of you get Cardo. And if there's four of you, then get two dual sets between yous and you'll save a bit of money. Does that answer any questions? Is that as clear as mud? Hopefully it is. Um, so that's my thoughts on the new Cardo Senna LS2 situation there. 
Uh, of course, the Senna, oh, here's an interesting thing. Senna 50S has USB-C, and it also has an auxiliary headphone output. Um, so you could have one unit between Rider and Pillion and listen to the same thing. The Cardo does not have auxiliary output. You can not You can plug headphones into it, but you can only plug one set of headphones into it. Um, the mesh port red <laughs> is micro USB, which I absolutely hate. And I think that's absolutely terrible. They need to work on that if this is going to be something that they really want to uh, to pursue for the mass market. Um, but uh, mesh port red ticks the boxes and we'll be testing that out in anger out on the streets in the coming weeks. It's uh, December and it's time to talk Christmas gift ideas. Now, this segment is not sponsored in the slightest, but a company um, got hold of me on Instagram a few months ago. They're called Hoto, H-O-T-O. They make a bunch of uh, USB-C charging battery-powered devices. And I was a bit scathing on their water blaster solution when it was first sent to me, but I've um, since changed my mind slightly on it, and I think we're allowed to change our mind in this day and age, aren't we? So the Hoto battery-powered water blaster, it's um, its quite cool, actually. Uh, you charge it via USB-C, big battery bank on it, and it's a handheld water blaster. It is It literally fits in your hand. There's no base unit or anything else. You plug the hose into that, and there's a little uh, bottle that you can fill up with your, your suds, your whatever you want to use to clean your bike with. You put the hose on it, or you run the, hose, the uh, pipe into a bucket, and then you just pull the trigger and it shoots. It shoots in a 40-degree orientation, a 20-degree. It can do foam and shower or it can do uh, a jet. And it's not anywhere near as strong as a mains-powered, say, Karcher K3 or something like that. But it's a cool little device that uh, if you're going to be out in the motocross paddock or you're going camping for a long period of time and you want to be able to clean your bike or just, you know cool off on this in the summer sun um that's a it's a cool little water blaster and um i like it i've been using it a little bit lately especially considering my karcher k2 died altogether it's a few years old so it's all right um and then they sent me a um it's about the size of two decks of cards side by side a battery powered tire inflator it charges via USB-C, and it's small enough that you could take it on the bike with you um it's got a few different settings. You can set it to car tires, bike tires. You can inflate um, balls. You know, if your if your kid gets a new basketball for for Christmas or whatever, you can inflate that with it. it charges via USB C, and it's um, a nice little small piece of kit that you could take away on the bike with you. It's also got a light built into it for emergency uh, emergency situations. Um, it's it goes up to uh, 150 psi. So in theory, you could potentially um, seat your bike tires with that if you needed to. And uh, being USB-C charge, uh, powered or charged, it's battery powered, you could charge it off the bike off uh, a USB-C or USB-A power adapter as well. So there's a couple of little Christmas gift ideas. Hoto, H-O-T-O. Search them out on Instagram. It's probably the easiest way to find them. Um I initially thought they were plastic rubbish. I've used them since, and I think they're actually quite cool. I like the idea, and I like that a company is putting some effort into their design because their designs are picturesque. They are nice. They are nice to use, and they do the job that uh, that they are described to do. They do what they say on the box, as they say. Uh, H-O-T-O, check them out on Instagram. 
And we finish off this week's episode with a story from Kiwi Writer, November 2023, Volume 2. That is the magazine absolutely free for you to read at kiwirider.co.nz. It is entitled Burnbuster 2023, Words by Todd Sutherland. Every year, the motorcycling community in the central North Island looks forward to the Burnbuster events, an adrenaline-fueled gathering known for its challenging trails and camaraderie as well as unpredictable weather. This year's event in October, held over the weekend of the 7th and 8th of October, had its sheer, fair share of surprises, including unrelenting drizzle on Saturday and an unexpectedly dry day on Sunday. Despite the roller coaster that was the weather, close to 800 dedicated riders converged on the venue, proving once again why Burnbuster is one of New Zealand's premier trail riding series. It was a soggy start to the weekend. The Saturday kickoff of the Burnbuster event was met with nearly consistent drizzle, creating testing conditions for the riders. However, the weather couldn't deter the spirit of adventure that defines motorcyclists. A staggering 800 riders, undeterred by the rain, were determined to tackle the challenging terrain that lay ahead. The trails, replete with muddy bogs and slippery paths, provided an exhilarating challenge for riders of all skill levels. The camaraderie among participants was palliable as they helped one another navigate the slick terrain. Kudos to the organisers for their meticulous planning and adaptability, ensuring the event remains safe and exciting despite the adverse conditions. A surprise turnaround. Sunday brought a surprising twist as the heavens decided to show some mercy. While the trails were still damp from the previous day's downpour, the consistent drizzle ceased, offering riders a more favourable environment. Approximately half the number of riders turned out on the Sunday, possibly due to the mixed weather forecast. With fewer participants, the atmosphere became more intimate and relaxed, encouraging stronger connections among attendees. It was a day where riders could appreciate the breathtaking natural beauty of the central North Island while navigating the graded and rated tracks that made this event so legendary. Boombuster's Legacy the Boombuster event, sponsored by the AFC, is, has earned its reputation as one of the most popular trail ride series in New Zealand. It caters to riders of all levels, from beginners to seasoned pros, with a plethora of graded and rated tracks to choose from. For those with their own riding gear but no current bike, there's even an option to rent a bike for the day at $250, making it accessible to all. Organised by Epic Events, the event offers a wealth of information on their website, ensuring that participants are well prepared for the adventure that awaits. Kiwi riders Ryan Sutherland has been a loyal attendee for the past three years, and this year he teamed up with the Tuesday Club riders to explore the more open trails on Sunday, adding to the sense of community that defines the event. For more information and full colour pictures, check out kiwirider.co.nz and click on November 2023, Volume 2. I can attest to uh, Burnbuster being an absolutely brilliant event. Just one of the few of the many that they have run, epic events around the central North Island, and I even managed a, a couple of laps on the Tenere 700 last year in shall we say, challenging conditions. But absolutely brilliant event if you're anywhere near the central North Island when one of the uh, Burnbuster events is happening. I highly recommend it.
That about wraps up the show this week. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you very much for joining us. This is Kiwi Rider Podcast. My name is Ray Heron. If you want to get in touch with me, you can email me, t7adventuresnz at gmail.com. Check out my website, motonz.com. Matthew Daggillett's website, onthrottle.co.nz. We both put out a video every week on the YouTube channels. Just search out On Throttle or MotoNZ. I am doing a series at the moment where I'm unboxing the LS2 Vector 2 helmet, the Senna 50S, and the uh, Meshport Red from Senna as well, and testing that out with the GoPro Hero 12. So do check that out on YouTube, search up MotoNZ. Otherwise, Kiwi Rider magazine is out twice a month, absolutely free. It's a free magazine for you to check out. It's not printed, it's online. Go to kiwirider.co.nz. Otherwise, as I said, this is Kiwi Rider Podcast. My name is Ray here, and thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. Only a few episodes left for the year. If you want to check out the back catalogue, please do, all free and up uh, for you to check out, and leave us a, a review on Apple Podcasts if you uh, can as well. That'd be great. Otherwise, keep the rubber side down, throttle on, and we'll catch you in seven days' time. <laughs>